0: Hi, and welcome to Fashion Talks, the podcast about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm your host, Donna Bishop hi everyone i'm so happy you're here thank you so much for joining me on fashion talks i'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with meredith shaw meredith is a tv and radio personality you can hear her on 104.5 chum fm in toronto you can see her on the social you can see her as a style expert on the Marilyn dennis show she is a body positivity activist she is a model Meredith has a lot to say. We are going to get into what it means to be a curvy woman in the fashion industry. We're going to talk about the power of clothing. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to the conversation. Meredith Shaw, thank you so much for being here today. Donna Bishop. It is my distinct pleasure. I am a fan of this pod, so it's very cool to be on it. Aw, thanks. And I know you love your walk-in pod, so that's my praise. Thank you very, very much. Yes. I want to start by just giving a little bit of context about like, what is it that you love about fashion? Like, what is it that keeps you in this dynamic, tense, messy sometimes (laughs) industry? Well, I mean, put it that way. (laughs) I'm out. Today's the day. No, (laughs)
1: Um, I honestly, I didn't really feel a part of it for a long time. That was that was really my entry point was denial, (laughs) Uh, you know, being denied, and that doesn't ever sit well with me. Um, And really, it was this discovery of the power of fashion. That's what got me super into it. I was always interested in it from afar, but. As a, as a curvier woman, as a bigger woman, as a fat woman growing up, I never really felt like, oh, that's going to work for me, but I always loved it. And then when I sort of had a moment of, oh, uh, maybe that's me that's putting up that barrier and maybe I can just trudge through and try it anyway, that's when I discovered really my deep love affair with it because I just, I connected to it in a way that opened up so many other possibilities in my life. And now I've just become obsessed with that opening up for other women and men,
0: but mainly women, <laughs> but mainly women. Yes, yeah. um, I want to, you know, I want to really dig into that power of fashion, because I think that many of us have that moment where we realize that clothing, this thing, fashion is more than just protecting our Flesh and bones from the elements that it has a greater tool, purpose, power. Do you remember what that moment was for you, or maybe one of the moments that you could reflect upon? Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: it really started off again as this feeling of I, I, I can't go there. Like I'll go shopping with my friends, and I'm I'll just buy necklaces, or like I'll go shopping with my friends and get shoes. Like again, it sort of it came from this really deep spot of like I can't do this and so the moment when it started to happen and I started to just try anyway and kind of show up anyway it just got really fun um so that was the feeling the feeling was like oh this is playful like this is not stressful this is not like I have to wear clothes that make me feel older than I am or more mature you know because for a long time that's sort of what the sizes that were available. You know, I was Mm -hmm. 14 and I looked like I ran an office, you know, (laughs) at 45. Like I just, you know, it just didn't suit what was going on. Uh, so yeah, it was a real, it was a moment of, of fun that all of a sudden that I felt that way.
0: And then I, I was there an article of clothing or an outfit that is attached to that moment where you were like, hot damn like this like what was the thing you were wearing do you recall
1: um i guess yeah one of the first drop down moments of that was actually a booking like i was modeling right i was modeling in that curve space which wasn't really a space yet so it was kind of a weird spot to be but mm-hmm. i was modeling and i found my way to an incredible woman named diana uh diana De- De- De Paci, who runs dare magazine and i was shooting for dare magazine Um, and I remember every single time when I would show up as a model on set, even though it was curve, I remember showing up and thinking, Oh my God, I hope something fits. I hope stuff fits. That was always the rhetoric going in my head. Not like, Oh, I wonder what fabulous fashion and fun I'm going to have. It was like, Oh my God, I hope it fits. Um, which is just, it's so, uh, it narrows the experience so incredibly yeah um, and diminish, diminishes it so much. But Diana was this incredible woman in my life who, you know, pulled all these fantastic clothes. And I remember it was this one piece and it was like a jumpsuit overall kind of thing. It was just really out there. And I, I remember seeing it thinking like, well, that's not going to work. Uh, and it did, you know, and I just thought, oh like, this is a bit weird. This sort of shows my body. It fits. I feel fucking. Can I swear? I feel great. Uh, and I, I just sort of was off and running from there. So I think that, yeah, if when you ask me that question and pinpointing, that's definitely, I still have it. I still have the piece. Um, because it, yeah, it changed what I, what I thought was possible for me.
0: And when I hear you talk about like what was possible and power and, you know, going to the mall and, you know, buying necklaces, like I hear a theme of like belonging, like Mm -hmm. the, you know, the importance of belonging in this thing called fashion is that, am I reading that correctly? Is that part of what, you know, your ethos of body positivity and the power and why this is so important because belonging, our sense of belonging is so important. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, you nailed that. That's That really, when you dig down past, you know, sizing and all of those conversations that are so incredibly important, that's the that's the catch basin of it, is the belonging. And that's why everyone feels a part of it or, or relates to it. And it, men, women, you know, non-binary, everybody. Um because it's this experience of feeling other and then sort of finding a bridge to, or finding the bridge to your community. Um, And I always used to think that it was a size issue um, because that was my thing. Like I was a bigger girl. I was a larger woman. Um, But I've met many women and many of my good friends and it has nothing to do with your size, uh, it has everything to do, with, you know, with your state of mind. So you can actually fit into the quote-unquote, you know, more accessible sizing and still have a huge barrier to entry with belonging in fashion.
0: Talk to me a little bit, like keeping with this theme of belonging, like how does that, because I hear you saying that belonging, like we, like any of us can feel like an other, depending mm-hmm. on where our state of mind is. and mm-hmm. And fashion, you know, I think is certainly a way for us to, um shift our our state of mind like it's one tool that we can use how does that relate to your passion with body positivity and I, and I want with that I want to add on a question about like what is the language that is because I hear you know with body positivity some people like to use the word curve the industry still uses the word plus like how does language and body positivity impact our sense of belonging and and what's your take on what's kind of like the, the best practice or the, the Meredith Shaw advocation for, you know, how what the language is that would be most powerful to be using in the fashion industry.
1: Yeah, and I mean, thank you for asking that question. You know, I think I think the fact that you're asking the question is <laughs> is part of what I hope people take from this is ask the question, you know, think about it because it it matters and it it means something. And even in, you know, even in a fashion industry on a fashion podcast, like the fact that that's a question that you think to ask, you know, kudos, kudos, because that is an important question. Um, and and a lot of times I've done many talks on this and it's, I'm the one bringing it up, you know, it doesn't get brought up. So I appreciate that very much. Um, I, yeah, I do. I do think language is important. A hundred percent. I think the the questions being asked and the conversations happening are more important so I'm not, I'm personally, and this is just a me thing. Cause I think everyone responds to that very differently. I don't have a problem with curve plus fat, big. I don't have a problem with any of those words. Um, I can't say I've always felt that way, but I feel very good about that now. I feel very good mm-hmm. when I, you know, say I love talking to fat women about, I love saying that, like, I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. and that's where I've gotten to, uh, you know, I just got shivers because I, I as a fourteen year old self, I would never say that word. I was running from that word. I was terrified of that word. And now, mm-hmm. just the power—I almost love the word now. Like the power of it has flipped for me. So, I think you know whether you're in whether you're in the fashion community, full stop. You need to be comfortable with asking the questions, saying the words, and and discovering what feels right for you, no matter what size of the size issue you're mm-hmm. on, um, and. When it comes to sizing specifically in the fashion industry, I just think you have to really be careful of that word inclusive, because I think it's now being really put out there in a way that's not actually honest of the experience. And so I think you mm-hmm. have to, I think in, in the industry as a whole, we got to be like really careful about that word specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else, I think as long as the questions are being raised, I think we're getting somewhere.
0: And do you think it's okay? Look, like as, as you're, as you're talking and you're saying, you know, like, I'm good with it all, like curvy plus fat, voluptuous, like bring it. And obviously a lot of those words, people might not be ready for some of those mm-hmm. words yet. Like they might be kind of triggering that in some ways, like as you're talking, I'm thinking, but, you know, is there a way for, cause I, I, I wonder if we're still creating body. If we still have this idea of body opposites, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're either skinny or you're fat. You're either curvy or you're or you're or you're not. And that our sizing impacts that still, right? Like we don't have, you know, like men sizing. You know, the waist size and the inseam size. Like it is what it is. We're still in this like you you, you know you might be a two here. You might be a twelve there. You might be a three X. It might be a sixteen. Like d- d- is there still more lexicon? work to be done. Yes. So that we all feel body positive. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's just, that's why, and
1: especially now with buying so many things online, it's like, it's just, it's a minefield of like, what the heck is an XL anymore anyway? And I find now the real conundrum for me, because that's sort of the size range I fall in is this sort of XL, 1X, 2X, you know, in that 14, 16 land. Mm -hmm. and that's sort of on the cusp of both and so I've talked to a lot of uh babes are sort of my size and I'm like what's happened to the 1x like where has that is that the XL (laughs) because now brands because if they just expand their size range they often go like you know extra small small medium large extra large 2x 3x because I guess the XL is the 1x but I'm like, no, no. I think there's an XL and a 1X and then a 2X, and so I feel I need to champion for the 1X because it's gone, it's disappearing, and it's very annoying because I don't know where I am anymore. So yes, 100. If there could be some some incredible, you know, technology, something that could just make that democratic uh, across brands, it would be very helpful. Because I say to people too, though, you know, if you're gonna be if it, you know, let's pick a size. But if you, if you're happy that you're the eight, you can't be sad that you're the twelve in one in in the same sizing. Do you know what I'm saying? So don't yeah. Just make it totally meaningless. Because if I find that if people are kind of like, oh, I'm in a medium when normally you're not, yeah, you, you can't have the the that feeling if you're also gonna ignore the other one. So I, I just think you <laughs> should make it totally rendered useless, meaningless, and it and it only is like what fits your body and you move on
0: that yeah and what i hear you saying is like let's take the emotion out of the numbers yes and that is an important part of feeling good in your own skin like forget that external thing it's about internally how do you feel how do you feel in your body how do these clothes make you feel how are you feeling when you look in the mirror those you know 2x8 10 16 Forget about it. Forget about it. It's like, what does it look like on
1: you? Because, you know, you're not walking around. I mean, even though the size is literally meaningless, you're also not walking around with it on your shoulder. So, you know, if you are obsessed, like I've got some, you know, women that I work with, they're like, I will not, I will not buy above the size. I, if I'm if I'm a 12 in that brand, I don't buy it. I'm like, okay, but that, that looks great on you. You know what I mean? And actually, if you, if you wear the 10, you, because you're terrified of looking a little bit bigger, you look bigger in the 10 queen. Okay. Like you should be wearing the 12 because that's when you move through the world. I mean, it, again, it's not about measuring up to anybody else's view of you, but I just, I think the sizing thing is so freeing when you, when you bust through that. Uh, and I'm not saying I don't still get caught up in it. Absolutely. Um, um, human yeah, man right i still same, get same. caught up in those moments of feeling like oh that's a what oh but, but then i again i just go back and remind myself this is actually meaningless no one has people are just making this up every brand is just making it all up <laughs> and so then you just move through it and and don't make it don't make it mean anything about your self worth like your, how you move through your day, the next conversation you have, the meeting you don't show up for, the date you cancel. Like that's, that's where it gets sad and, and yeah. just dismal, you know,
0: because it's when we can release ourselves from the emotion of the number that we can truly harness some of that empowerment that comes from clothing.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. You are... You are using your clothes, right? Like you are the one, that closet, you own that real estate. If you've got stuff in there that makes you feel like shit, get it out of there. Like out of there. Out of there, you know? And if you spent money on it, there are so many fabulous places to consign. It is actually way easier. Like if you, for some reason, you know, you've got some things you want to donate. There's some things you're like, well, in there. There there are possibilities there too, and there are possibilities there too in the curve space because I've been talking a lot about that and consigning and how that works in that uh, space. You know, it's it's more sustainable, it's better for the environment, all sorts of good reasons, right? Checking so many boxes. Yes, yes. Yes, Checking so
0: many boxes. Totally. I want to get back to something you said about inclusivity because the conversation of inclusivity, like it's it's happening now. It's important. This is not a new conversation. Is the conversation being diluted? is it being, is it, is the right conversation happening? Like, what is your, what is your, you know, your feeling on this inclusivity and fashion conversation right now? I think, again, the fact that it's happening and it's happening on such a mass level
1: with huge brands is a very good thing, right? The, the, the brands are listening to the customer. Uh, but on the, on, on, on the, the other flip of that, you know, Let's bring up Loft just decided, you know, a few months ago to just get rid of their plus line completely. So it's not like all brands. And it was pretty uh, interesting because Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. retailers are going through tough times like everybody. And they got to make some business decisions. And the business decision that that they decided to make was their entire plus customer was no longer of use to them, which is pretty mind blowing uh, this day and age, especially when you know, other brands are doing the exact opposite. Yeah. But what I love about the curve community is that can, you know, a brand can do that and it will not do, do so silently. I mean, people will be like, um, excuse me. Like Ex- it's it's great. Yeah. No, no. So it, when I say it's happening on a big level and on a, on a big brand level, it's not happening everywhere always, but it is, I think in general, certainly at the top of a lot of marketing meeting agendas, which is nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the word inclusive, though, is now being misused um, because things uh, are being said that they're inclusive and and they're not. And I spoke to an incredible woman named Marielle Elizabeth, who I love following. She writes for Vogue. Uh, she's in she's out west in Canada. She is incredibly. Uh, empathetic and intelligent on these topics
0: and i had her and we'll put all these amazing women yeah we talk about in the show notes so people Fabulous. can find them as well okay great um and you know she
1: sort of brought up this idea of of brands that are size fishing which i just thought was so interesting because i'm a plus what is this expression size fishing yeah. tell me say more about that i'm a plus woman who exists on the smaller end of plus they actually there's different categories of plus within the plus community and I think they I would be called a small plus. Um and so I don't have the same relationship with the term inclusive. Now I do in my stylist life, but just as Meredith, I don't Mm -hmm. have that same relationship as someone who exists in, you know, a fat plus or super plus body in terms of like 3x, 4x, 5x type of size range. Um, And yet, when in terms of size fishing, if I hear a brand is inclusive, they usually always have my size. So I think, oh, that's a good inclusive brand. But for a woman that exists in a 3X, 4X, 5X body, that's a, that brand is not inclusive And so the brand is benefiting off me as a plus woman believing that I'm shopping at a brand who is inclusive. And so I think the solution there is to, and I was speaking with Hillary McMillan about this issue as well, mm-hmm. and she's done an Love her. incredible job with her line and also staying uh very cognizant of the community she's designing for and you know she now lists her size range she doesn't say inclusive she lists the sizes she has um and i think that is a a fantastic way to go just say we go from an xl to our x is small to a 3x we go to a 6x we go wherever you go Mm -hmm. as the brand because expecting every brand to do every size all the time right off the bat it's i mean it's not uh i would love for that to be a thing but it's not going to be a thing so the whole thing can't be thrown out because everything can't happen at once um and i think a great way to do that is just to be really careful about that word inclusive and to just list the sizing instead very simple
0: Because I hear you saying like, if we, if we start saying things are inclusive, it's kind of like greenwashing. We're just trying to use a term that makes it sound like we're all things to all people. And we've checked that box and we're, we're done when in fact, it is not a, a practical or honest um, representation of what a brand may or may not be able to provide based on all sorts of factors. All sorts of factors. And their intention might, and this might just be
1: like a, Oh, A pivot moment for maybe some brands that never thought of it that way but if you're if you're the word you're using is inclusive and that word then excludes people that is like the literal opposite of what the intention is so if you if they say they're inclusive and you're a 4x body and you go there to find clothes that fit you and they don't it's not only not good it's very very bad because you thought you were going to be included because they said we include, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but not you. So that, so we're back to the belonging conversation. Oh, we sure are, and it's wor- it's even worse because if if this person is a four X body says, well, I don't actually think that brand has anything for me, but let me check it out. That's not as an emotionally invested experience. But if they say, oh, we're we're inclusive, we include everyone, and I'm not a part of everyone, that's a hard that's hard to to, to
0: walk around with. So I hear when we're talking about belonging, you know, I think that clothing, like this thing called fashion, we can use as an instrument for personal change, social change, economic change. Like the power of, of dressing has many, many ripples. What are the ripples that you sort of see or love about, about fashion, about clothing, about, about feeling good in your skin and in your clothes?
1: it's access to your biggest purpose in life. I really feel that. And if you don't have the clothes, you are going to have a harder time getting there and expressing that because when you don't have the clothes, you opt out of things. And, and, you know, you can sort of say that, but it's big. Like I have moments in my life that I look back on that I opted out of that are big moments that I feel very sad about, you know, um, mm-hmm. and and I know through now being sort of very vocal about it. That's that's not an uncommon experience, and especially now, you know, now we're we're in a moment where people's bodies have changed, you know, for good reason. Holy heck! It's stressful. Yeah. It's been totally, you know, un unimaginable and a lot of times that comes back to our bodies in whatever way, you know, in, in getting bigger or getting smaller or being healthy or not. Like it's, it's all, I'm not surprised it's shown up in our, in our bodies that way. So I think people who don't even really feel a a part of this discussion are now being like, Oh, you know, I have some girlfriends who are just sort of like, um, where, where do I, where do I shop for this? I don't think I'm the size that I, I'm like, First of all, you can speak louder. It's okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: it's all good. And let's take the shame out of the feeling. First of all, yeah, because you don't bodies are allowed to change a hundred percent. And just as they change now, they could change back. You could not. You could find you're actually happier here. Uh, this this idea of hating into change is the only way to go. I it, it's it's not it's not the way. So, yeah, I think. I think it's all about access and all about possibility and purpose and with, and that's why I'm obsessed with it because I feel like that is deserving of everybody. And that's size, that's socioeconomic, that's race, that's e- everyone at the table.
0: I, I like, yes, I'm like, yes, Meredith Shaw. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit like, cause as, as we're talking you know, we're talking about, you know, our bodies, you know, what, what does it like, let's talk about bodies changing. Can we want to change our bodies and still love our bodies? It's a big question. It's a big question. It's a big and question. it's your question. I totally got it from you on your body language yeah. series that you're doing, which is amazing. Thank you.
1: Well, it is, I mean, it's a it's a, I think that's the nuance of it all. It's like, can you love your body and still have plans to change it? That's the, that's the thing people are having a hard time answering, and I think we see it show up in the media a lot. We saw it when Lizzo went on a juice cleanse and told everybody, mm-hmm. and everyone lost their minds. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, most recently, uh, even Adele. Uh, I think from the body positive, body neutral advocacy community, there there's some there's it's tough because a lot of uh, a lot of I think women in that community. I don't want to speak for it, but see see that and and feel some sort of an initial hit of betrayal like there's some kind of like you were a big girl and now you're changing and that rocks my identity and how can how dare you kind of thing and but then i think people take a second and think well no if this whole thing about body positivity and body advocacy is for you to do with your body how what you want and show up as you want, then this is a part of that, and change is a part of that, and it doesn 't mean you have to remain one size and bigger or whatever that looks like for you forever and ever and ever to have any kind of feeling about fairness and body equality and inclusivity and all of that mm-hmm. um, I do think it it's important for you know public people who are who are going through some sort of change to to be cognizant of, of that. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess that would be my approach. Um, I think people can do what they want with their bodies. And if they want to lead that conversation in that way, they, they should, they should be able to, Uh, that's sort of where I come from. But yeah, like if we talk specifically about the Rebel Wilson thing, I mean, she did, she did use the word improve. Would I personally have made that word choice? No, but I, I certainly, don't have any issue with with her deciding to make changes in her life, and those changes resulted in a change in her body. I mean, that's just that's that's it.
0: I feel like some of the reactions you're talking about are tied to assumptions that society brands make about curvy curvy people. Mm-hmm. Are there are there myths that you that you're like, okay, these three things I want everyone to know are bs when it comes to the curvy community
1: yeah that we always want an option in black <laughs> not necessarily i mean we don't not want yeah. the black option but if you're a lot of times brands decide to extend sizing let's, let's say swimwear for example they're like oh mm-hmm. we're going to do two suits that are well, inclusive which you know mm-hmm. catch that yep. but like uh, extended uh and the two suits we're choosing for our larger size customers are black and black and it's like No, you have hot, pink, fun, halter, you know, pineapple things going on on your site. I want those. So I think, I think assuming a curvy customer is a more, uh, a less fashion forward customer, a more covered customer, a less, uh, you know, uh, flamboyantly fashionable customer is just, is not true. Um, Mm -hmm. certainly there are women, who are curvy, who are, are not wanting the pineapple suit, but there are a bunch that do. So just like a straight size woman wants both. So do we. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I think that is one. I think uh, a second is, well, the second one is interesting because it's, it's, Lux plus and investment dressing in plus, I think, is underestimated. The plus customer, right. in terms of wanting to buy a beautiful designer suit, there is this thought that, like, well, why would a plus woman want to do that? Because clearly, she's trying to lose weight, so her body will change. So, why would she buy wow. the suit? So, there's that sort of uh, baloney going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, at the same time, I think uh, a curve customers are sick of paying more money. For clothes that are, you know, more of a fast fashion type clove clothing. Right. I mean, there's always a higher price point. So on the one hand, it's like plus customer will invest if the investment is worth it, you know, and a designer, like if that's where we're going, great. But if it's just a t shirt that we're picking up in a in a casual way, why is the plus one always more? It's just it's it's annoying and it's something we all kind of gripe about um and then the third one i just still don't feel it is a a category of fashion that is as represented aspired to covered in magazines put on runways uh mm-hmm. sort of recognized in canada um our curve models, I don't think, get the same attention and they have to go to New York to continue their careers at a certain level, which I know is sort of the case in general, but there is much more work uh, right. for straight size than there is. Plus, I don't understand that in this country. So that would be the third thing, I think, is just the, the lack of, of coverage of, of, of industry around mm. our fashion and our
0: sizes. So step up Canadians and Canadian brands.
1: Uh, yeah yeah and, and and media that's okay and media around yeah. it like it's not i mean i think the brands are, are coming along but it's like where is the where are the columns where's the coverage where where is the curvy person at the table on the board of this or that like where where is that yes um you know i just hosted a big uh, fashion event uh that's where i mean <laughs> loved uh <laughs> And, but, and, and said, so, so I'm not, you know, I, I had the best time, but there, yeah. there were no curve models in the show, not one. And it's 2021 and we just did it. Yeah. And it's like, come on, we can do what we can do this. We can do this. Like we can do this. We have the women, the models that they like, we, we have it all, but still there are moments like that where there's like, huh? Okay. And I'm sure it's not intentional. It just wasn't thought of. And and there we go. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. If I I would love to, I'll, I'd be happy to be a part of the casting next year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shout out, mental yeah. note, people. Yeah. at the cashmere twenty
1: twenty two. Yeah. It's true across the board. If you're, if this is something that you, people are listening and they're like, oh, I just didn't think of this, or just send me an email, hire me to do something. Yeah. I'd be
0: happy to consult. Yeah, Meredith Shaw is available. Available. Right. Willing. <laughs> I want to make it kind of personal for a minute, Meredith, mm-hmm. because I know you love clothes. Mm-hmm. Anyone who watches you on Instagram, like you've you got you got it going on. Thank what you. do you wear that makes you feel great? What are your like, ah, oh, these are the things I love so much?
1: I mean, I love sparkle and color.
0: That's what I love.
1: I, uh, I you know, we bring up this event I was at a few nights ago. I, mean, I wore a full sparkle jumpsuit. I just there's something about sparkle. It's my favorite color. I've said that before when people ask me. Uh, I just love it. I love I love the reaction it it sort of evokes in other people. It just feels like a party. I think it's fun. I, I mean, I also love combining that like sparkle with denim, and you know, I like mm-hmm. that whole. Casual, it's fancy. Not New
0: Year's Eve, people. Yeah, wear it every day. Yeah, it, you know,
1: I have all my masks are sparkle. I've got running shoes that are sparkly. You know, I don't wear them all at once. Don't worry. Uh... <laughs> I also got like a two sparkle limitation. i Take a piece off, but yeah, sparkle and color. I feel I feel best in those, and 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 I get a lot of comments about that. Like, oh, you you know, you wear a lot of color, and I'm like should I not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a passive aggressive comment? But Mm -hmm. no, I I think sometimes there is that assumption that yeah, I mean, if you wear color and pattern or sparkle, you're going to walk into a room, people are going to turn their head, you know, and I think there is maybe this assumption that I'm a curvy woman. So maybe I don't want to turn heads. I do, you know, I do. And, uh, and I hope by doing so, you know, people might see that on Instagram or whatever, wherever they're watching and think like, Oh, fun. Like, I'm going to do that too. And that is, that's what I like to wear the most, honestly, is that, uh, that's my favorite thing.
0: So what I, what I hear you saying there a little bit is, you know, try, try for all of, for everyone, you know, try something new in your closet. Like you never know what's going to make you feel great. Try sparkles during the day, play with clothes, see what makes you feel great. Like Yes. It is something, it is something to be, to be used to, to lift your mood, to empower you, you belong.
1: A hundred percent. And if for some reason that's not how you're feeling about it, look, look to people and things that inspire you, people on social media that you think look like you, you know, there's a lot of access these days. If that's not how you're feeling about fashion, you're missing out because it, it, it is possible and it's way more fun. And I think also we've been told a lot that it's very complicated and that we don't actually know how to do it. And, and, you know, many industries have been created on that and things sold on that. And I understand how that all works. And I grew up watching style shows and heck, that's what I do on TV, you know, Uh, so I don't want to get myself out of a job here, but I, I always start with women when I'm working with them. I'm like, what do you love? What do you love? I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know. I'm like, that is not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not true. You love something you, and, and maybe it's, you know, maybe it is sweats. It's like, okay, well, it's a sweats. Then we can find, there's always a way to find a more stylish version of that. And I also, when I work with people specifically on, on the Marilyn Dennis show for makeovers, I, I never take them too far away from where they started. Because I just don't mm-hmm. think that's helpful. It's like if this person's never worn a dress in their lives, like don't give them four dresses. I mean, I might show them how to wear a dress and maybe open up the shirt dress to the bottom and wear like a coat mm-hmm. and you know switch some stuff up. But if this is your vibe and this is what you're drawn to, let's make that elevated. Let's make that more stylish, and and I, and then they sort of see it happen and and realize, oh, I I can I can do that. I didn't. I thought I was so far gone. I'm like, no, you're not. You just need a better bra.
0: (laughs) Which can make all the difference in the world. All the difference. Meredith, this has been pure pleasure. Where can people find you and follow you so that they can get a little bit of the Meredith Shaw sparkle in their day? No, Donna, thank you. I mean, uh, I think
1: Instagram is still the best spot at Meredith Shaw. I mean, that's mainly my handle all over socials. They can hang out with me on Chum 104.5. I do the drive show there. So I'm on three to six on Chum and iHeartRadio. And then, yeah, you'll see me pop up on Marilyn Dennis Show, on the social, on eTalk, in Your Morning, that whole CTV scenario. So that's kind of where where I am.
0: (laughs) We'll put this in the show notes so people can find you there too. Meredith Shaw, thank thank you you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having these conversations. They're
1: so important. And uh, especially this this piece of that fashion conversation. I, I appreciate it very much. See you soon.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I would love to connect with you on social. You can find me at Fashion Talks Pod on Instagram is the best place. If you have a moment to rate and review Fashion Talks on Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast A big thank you to CAFA, the Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards, uh, the producing partner with Fashion Talks. You can find out more about CAFA and all the other things we've talked about today in the show notes. Until next time, thank you so much for joining me. Bye.